following is a special presentation of the Benefit of the Dowd podcast. From Chicago, it's the Doubting Thomas podcast with Clifton Thomas and your host, We are live. Hello and welcome to the Doubting Thomas Monthly Recap for October 2022, even though we're already over a week into November. I'm your host, Adam Dowden. Joining me as always is Mr. Cliff Thomas. Cliff, how are you doing this evening? Uh, who's counting? Yeah, right? I don't, I don't even know what month it is anymore, except you just told me. Yeah, that's that's very true. And I just wanted to apologize to our listeners before we get too far ahead of ourselves. I wanted to apologize for this podcast being so late, but Cliff unfortunately died for two weeks. Um, he was only mostly dead, though, so now he's back, uh, which is good, although you can tell from his voice he's not exactly at 100%. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's yeah, I, that's I, why we are so late. I feel like <laughs> I still have, like, one toenail in the grave, but uh, so you just get to right. hear raspy voice version of me for... What what I hope is just this one one uh, episode, and that's fine. That's perfectly fine. We don't mind a raspy cliff every now and then. And actually, I've got a little bit of a sore throat, so I wanted to get on the air before my voice goes because otherwise it would just be really really super bad. So uh, the Doubting Thomas monthly recap is uh, you know kind of revamping a little bit due to the uh, new format. Uh, just wanted to take a moment to step back and kind of give a state of the union as to how things are going. We have a, we have a new graphic that starts off our YouTube video, although it's a little glitchy, Cliff. You might want to look into that. Um, uh, that's a feature, not a... Not a oh, not oh it's a feature. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so we've got that. Uh, so thanks very much to Cliff for putting that together. Um, so that's that's fun. And so it's been about a month, a little bit over a month since our last update. Um, in that time, we have done one YouTube review, which honestly, I'm, I was kind of happy with how it came out. I was like, I was really, really excited to see what that was going to be like. And I honestly think that it, I thought... I think we nailed it. I think we hit it out of the park. I don't know about yeah, you. Yeah, but... I think I think especially for uh, you know our first time welcoming yeah. review cam and and its buddy. Yep. yep. And still uh, looking for names on that one, by the way. Yeah. So go ch go check out that video and comment down below. Um, but yeah, so like, and I and I said this on Twitter, but I have been looking for a way to come up with like a video review slash podcast hybrid. And I think I'm very happy with what we have right now. I think I'm pretty satisfied with, with, with how that came out. And I'm looking forward to doing more of these because we have things, man. We have a lot of things we that we need to review. Um, and, you know, that's, that's another thing that's gotten kind of shelved while Cliff was recovering from his near death, um, was, uh, you know, doing the, doing these video reviews. So, um, but you know, that's, that's good. You know, Cliff is well on his way to recovery, so we should be able to start banging those reviews out, uh, just in time for the holidays. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I, I, yeah. I will tell you, I, I don't know that right now, and I'm assuming it's going to be this way by the time. This actually goes live, but uh, there is a a wave of of the flu that is that is uh, 
at least where I live, just taking people out. I mean, my, my wife told me that as she's a teacher, for those of you who don't know, that they had 108 students out today. Oh, Jesus, and I, and really? I think, yeah. And I think out of majority, like 110? I mean, you don't live in a very big town. <laughs> so. No, but I, I, yeah, exactly. So this is, uh, that's just the middle school. So that's a lot of, that's a lot of people. And I, I mean, judging by, uh, I mean, this, the, the, the stuff that I had honestly was worse than my experience with COVID. So, and it is just, it, it, it just, as you can hear by my voice, just refuses to completely let, let go. go of me. So it has been a long recovery yeah. process. So, uh, you know. Thanks to everyone for being patient, um, even if you didn't know what was going on. But we're, I'm glad to be back. Right. I'm, I'm glad uh, that people can actually understand me now. This this weekend, I was traveling, and I literally had to have, like, I either needed to learn American Sign Language or just have my wife <laughs> translate for me. I'm just kind of like, I felt like I was I was in, like, a, a Godfather movie where I was, like, whispering over to my wife like she was a consigliere. And then yeah, she could, yeah. like, tell people what <laughs> I was trying legit. to say. Yeah. And, you know, we were going to try to get on a couple of days ago, and Cliff sent me, like, an audio file of his voice at that time. I'm like, oh, screw it. Never. We can't do it. <laughs> so, I mean, it was like, it was, it was, imagine the Godfather, but, you know, if he was being choked out. Right, <laughs> like, exactly. It was, it was, it was really bad. So, well, I'm glad to see that you are feeling better. And, uh, yeah, there's been something going around. It's it's knocking a lot of people out, so uh, don't don't feel bad. Um, but anyway, so what's going on with the show now? Uh, We're going to take a moment to talk about the big story of the last two weeks. Uh, that's going to come up in a little bit. Um, as for like next steps, you know, we've got we've got holidays coming up, but I don't think Cliff and I are going to be taking a whole lot of time off. We're definitely I I, I don't think I'm going to be putting the show on hiatus for um for the end of december like i have in the past because we're not going anywhere uh because we're we're broke we went to disney and hawaii in the last yeah, you year guys kinda, so we're you not guys traveling blew your vacation blood for oh year. my god it was so bad it was so so bad but anyway so yeah um i don't think we're going to be taking a whole lot of time off but we got a couple of reviews coming up i know what's what's on the docket right now is we've got the uh the nothing uh ear ones that are coming up. That's probably going to be next. Um, after that, I know uh, Cliff and I are, I think we're going to do kind of like a roundup of charging stations for like specifically like iPhone MagSafe charging stations, which I'm looking forward to doing because we've got like two or three now, I think right. that, uh, that we need to talk about. Um, and we've got a couple of other things that are just kind of like laying around the house that, you know, I've been using kind of, off and on, like stuff that I've bought that I actually would like to talk about, um, and uh, you know other things that we can uh, that we can do a review on before we uh, before we before yeah, they I've get definitely too got uh, like a few things in the queue. That's for sure. Things that I'm yeah. I'm actively and you've testing got the now. IPhone. We've got to talk about the iPhone still. But so, uh, yeah, maybe that in, in addition to the to the iPhone, I've got um, a few other things that I'm actively testing. Which I mean, I can talk about if you want to, but. Uh, yeah. yeah so. Well, you've got those. You've got those cameras that. Uh, yeah. That you're, so. That you're setting up. I can't remember the. Is it Nui? Nui. Yeah. Nui. Right. So. Uh, so I have a camera system from <laughs> Nui, um, which uh, which I'm in the middle of testing. In fact, I just uh, charged the one for the front of my house today, and then uh, I just got my in, um, Wacom Intuos Pro, uh, yes. Pro M I, set up today. I'm really looking forward to that one. 
Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting to see how we how we try to review that because uh, it's it's yeah. going to put review cam and such things to the test as far as yeah, our so format is concerned. And speaking so. of which, I've actually got a really neat device, and, and I've had this for. I was actually surprised, like, as to how long I've had this because it just kind of fell off my radar for a while. But I've got a telescope that I still need to review. Oh, that's right. Um, you know the the EV Scope Two, which I've been, you know, I've been learning a little bit more about it because they. It was funny because like I didn't use it for the longest time because I lost the charging cable for it. Um, but then I found it, and I was able to charge it back up. And in that time, they had actually redone the app, so I like had to relearn the app and everything. And I've actually gotten some good stuff out of it recently. So I think what we're going to do for that one is I think we're going to do a review from my enclosed porch with the telescope actually like capturing images on oh, camera cool. i think that's going to be fun i that's that's the plan so I, to, i'm going to have to like move plan for a clear night sky on your side yeah we're gonna have to plan for a clear night sky that hopefully isn't too cold um but i'm gonna have to like move my whole setup outside and uh like into the uh into the sun porch and uh set up review cam out there and stuff like that so it's <laughs> gonna be it's gonna be interesting um it's gonna but i really want to do that uh, because my phone has to connect to the wi-fi coming off of the telescope so i can't be like in my basement <laughs> you know so while, it, while it's outside is the telescope like a, does it have a proprietary like barrel charger or something that you can't uh, no, just use well, like USB-C. No, it's, it's it's the stupidest thing in the world it has a USB-C, but there is some kind of like i think there's some kind of like converter on it or something or a little like, like brick on the on the in, that on the you on know, like the, a little guy like a little yeah. itty bitty guy like right towards the end which i must do something with the power distribution because yeah. i could not charge it off of any other usb-c probably charger that i had steps it down or something i, I really actually it, yeah it could be because i mean i tried everything from like a 10 watt charger up to a 125 watt charger no 100, 100 i think it i think it max output is 100 but still like i tried every like level that i could find and i couldn't get this thing to charge um so i think it has it has something to do with the power distribution yeah inside yeah. that i'm not sure exactly what it is but it is USB-C, which was maddening uh but anyway i found it so it's fine i'm not going to lose it again um but yeah so that's going to be that's going to be really really fun it's going to be a fun new toy to play with and speaking of fun new toys um a, a certain a certain richest man in the world got a fun new toy to play with uh since we last talked that is elon musk has finally completed his purchase of Twitter, and it has been like watching a kid play with a new toy in real time. It's been and, and absolutely... he didn't read the manual first before he he did not read the manual. Now <laughs> just jump I've right been, in. I have been editing for Slash Gear, uh, you know, which you know, and th so it's 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 been my experience that the term editor means different things for different sites. Now, an editor on Slash Gear actually is someone who edits pieces that have been written by writers. So, like, it's somebody who, you know, reads them over and, you know, adjusts them for flow right, and right. Makes, sure all, makes sure literally all the I's are dotted and all the T's are crossed and whatnot. So I've been reading all these stories. Like, it has been a flood of Twitter and Elon Musk stories for the last two weeks um, we went to uh, we went to a friend's house on Saturday, and I, w I walked in the house and I said, "Now, I'm not going to say that if anybody says the word Elon Musk, I'm going to leave, 
but I will say that the number of times you say Elon Musk will increase the likelihood that I will leave <laughs> because it has been, oh my God, there's just been so much Elon Musk news, which honestly I think was his goal from the start. Like, I think he wanted to know, what's a way that I can keep my name in the headlines for, like, ever? And you know what, Elon? You nailed it. You got it. You that hit was it. his you goal. He's, he's doing yeah. a good job with it. Exactly. And, exactly. So uh, Elon Musk completed his purchase, and I want to hear what you think about what's going on there, Cliff, before well, I sound off on my own. Sure. Thoughts. So the first thing that I wanted to, that, that I thought about this was, you know, it was it was up in the air for months. He had, mm -hmm. It was announced that he was looking to purchase it, and he had an entered into an agreement, and then it seemed like he was actively trying to get out of it by saying that Twitter wasn't being honest with uh, their uh, um, statement stated amount of, of bots or versus right. active users. And then just all of a sudden, in like two days, there was a, I saw a, a video of him like literally carrying a box of stuff in to Twitter headquarters. <laughs> it's just like, it was just like he was moving in. Was that it, the sync video? I'm not sure. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Cause he did post a video of him carrying a sink into. That's what it was. Yes. Twitter headquarters. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then all, and then it was, then, then it was on like Donkey Kong or Twitter in this case. But, right. um, you know, I, I think I, I, said something to the effect of this before when we discussed this on a doubting Thomas months ago that, you know, I, with this, I, I didn't want, I kind of wanted to reserve judgment. Right. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't, I think a lot of people just had knee jerk reactions to him actually like starting in the last week or so. And, 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 you know, he has, he has made a lot, has, has done a lot of actions. I mean, he's, Yes. He has cleaned yes, house. He has. he has. He's been busy. He has been very busy. Um, but in, in terms of how it affects me so far, it, it doesn't it doesn't seem to have. Not a hell of a lot. No. Right. No. And, and so I while I definitely hate that so many people lost their jobs, which we'll, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you'll talk about. I mean, this is just kind of my like mm – -hmm overview of, of what's been going on i i just don't want to wring my hands too much because i don't know if it's in the end a positive or a negative thing um I'll, i will say the one thing that i i thought was kind of funny was he talked about i don't know if it's actually happened but he talked about bringing over software engineers and, and quality assurance engineers uh from spacex um, I I know he's brought in people from Tesla. I don't know about SpaceX. Okay, so yeah, and Tesla. But, yeah, and I have to wonder how shareholders at Tesla feel about this because That's these are these are separately these are separate companies. The right. shareholders are, you know, those those salaries are being paid to create software for end users of Tesla hardware. And so it's my understanding. I, I just I, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't no, no, it's fine. Cut you off. It's my understanding that it is not uncommon for Musk-owned companies to contract engineers out to each other. So, like a Tesla engineer will go and do their normal shift at Tesla, and you know work on you know self-driving that doesn't self-drive that type that type of stuff and then they'll they'll contract out over to spacex to solve some kind of like you know 
re-entry equation or something like whatever i don't i'm not sure you know i i don't know exactly i don't do engineering stuff but mm-hmm. it, it i i read i read in a few different places that it's not uncommon for elon musk to bring engineers to have them contract out to other elon musk companies which which would make a lot more sense um with companies that are privately held right but tesla right. is not one of those right and that's where i thought it was a little strange and i but yeah. you know uh we might see some lawsuits we might not i mean i i think we'll see lawsuits of some kind oh i in guarantee relation, you in relation to to twitter we in the next have. year well i think right. i think california employees of twitter are already filing suit against twitter because twitter failed to give adequate notice to the layoffs i there's there's so there's a federal act and then there's a california statute which is even more strict saying that a certain amount of notice has to be given when laying off when you have so many employees and you're laying off a certain percentage Percentage of those employees you need to give like a certain amount of notice now i would think that saying we're gonna lay you off but we're gonna pay you through january like I would think that that would meet that requirement. I don't know if that's what happened, but like I would, I would have to think that there's a way around that. I know that when I got laid off um, from one of my uh, from from my uh, customer service job, which by the way was the best thing to happen to me from a career standpoint. Um, but when I got laid off, they said you've got 60 days, but if you want to leave before that, we'll pay you through 60 days. You know, and you know they provided all the resources that they had to provide and right. and yada 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 so i like i know that they met their legal requirements i would, I would so imagine I illinois a, is similar to california in that respect anyway yeah and i think i think there's certain things that you can do to meet those ex, ex those requirements even if you know not not a lawyer don't play one on tv so i can't really speak to it but Same. i i do know that twitter employees have filed okay. um filed suit um you know one thing i wanted to touch on is you know you speaking of tesla being a public company twitter as of four days ago i think is no longer or maybe it was today actually i think it was today that they got delisted from the stock exchange so twitter is now a privately held company which is concerning (laughs) because well so here's the thing like as long as so Elon Musk, and I've said this about him a lot, Elon Musk is the type of person who will tweet first and think later. Um, you know, not unlike certain ex-presidents that we've had. Um, but the, the problem is, is that when Twitter was a publicly held company, there was an obligation to the shareholders right. to push the ball forward. And now that Twitter is a private company, I don't think that that's necessarily... I don't think that those types of protections are in place. So if Elon Musk wants to, you know, I don't know, block off half fifty percent of users um, for you know implying for changing their username to Elon Musk, I think Twitter can do that now because I don't think there's any obligation for them to actually well, make I, any time money. that you have a board to answer to. He um, doesn't. But well, that's what I'm saying is that that <laughs> right. that that does even for Elon Musk I I think put some um, forces them to to put some thought into what he does before he uh, actually makes an action now right he, but that's, he can yeah. he can take actions without having to answer to a board which 
gives him freedom to make sweeping changes much more rapidly. Right. But, um, and without fear that, ironically, that tweets that he posts actually having financial repercussions for the company, unlike what what it did with, uh, was it SpaceX? Tesla and SpaceX. Yeah, exactly. About every other company that he's ever owned. Right, exactly. (laughs) So, um, you know, what... And Elon Musk gonna do what Elon Musk gonna do, and 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 yeah. uh, you know this this really does feel in a lot of ways unlike maybe some of his other companies. This feels like an experiment to me. Like it, this it feels, feels like, like a, this feels like it feels his like a passion toy. project. Hmm? A passion yeah, project. It feels sure. like a passion. Yeah, sure. like a, like a play toy. And, and just to clarify for those who are not aware, the first thing Elon Musk did after firing all the C level executives at Twitter was to dissolve the board. So he is the board of directors now. So um, when when I say he doesn't have a board to report to, he doesn't have a board to report to. He is the board. Right. So. Um, now, but you're you're right. I would say, like so far, not a heck of a lot has changed. Now, it it probably will change for me at least a little bit because I am a verified user on Twitter for what that for whatever that means. Uh, one of the things that Elon is doing is he wants to sell that coveted blue check mark for eight dollars per month. You know, which will be combined with a whole host of other Twitter Blue services. Right, right, exactly. It really just has become Twitter Blue. I am not going to pay for that. So I would imagine my blue checkmark will be removed at some point. Whether or not I will get a gray checkmark is still in question. I don't know if you follow that story, Cliff, but... So, um, yeah, we should explain it, but there there is a separate, (laughs) I guess, is it the difference between a business verification... So the thing is, right Twitter now, Blue? well, so Twitter Blue will not have any type of identity verification criteria to get you that blue check mark. So basically, what's going to happen is anybody who forks over eight bucks a month, anybody who forks over eight bucks a month. So what's going to happen is anybody who forks over eight bucks a month is going to get that blue check mark, whether they have sent in their driver's license or passport i don't even remember what i had to send in to be honest i think that i think i had i think my passport was involved uh, but anyway so there's not going to be any verification like that and so a lot of people have been asking well then how are we supposed to know who if who we're talking to is legitimate or not so today twitter ruled rolled out this official tag which is a gray check mark which will be given to prominent people Okay, all right, so I think the best way to explain this is to just read off the tweet that I sent out earlier today, and I'll, I'll, I'll make it quick. It's very simple, but I'll explain it one more time. Up until now, some people had a blue check mark through a process called verification, where they had to prove that they were an important person by showing us their ID and linking to a website that referenced how important they were. Unfortunately, the people who ran that process weren't very good at their job, so we've decided to sell the blue check mark to anyone who pays us. So now everyone has a blue check mark as long as they pay. Great. You following, following so far? So now some of you have asked how we're supposed to know who is verified, and there's a very simple 
simple answer. We're going to give them a gray check mark. You see, it's different because it's gray, not blue. People will get a gray check mark through a process called verification, where they have to prove that they are an important person by showing us their ID and linking to a website that references how important they were. Fortunately, we have a team that's already built for verification and can get right to work on that gray check mark so we can sell the blue check mark. So you see, it's simple. Now wake up and get back to work. So, I mean, basically what they're saying is, is that this gray check mark with, a, with an official tag will be doled out to important right. people. And, and uh, according to Esther Crawford, who is an early stage products developer at Twitter, and God, she's going to be busy for a while. Um, <laughs> so she said, not all previously verified accounts will get the official label, and the label is not available for purchase. Accounts that will receive it will include government accounts, commercial companies, business partners, major media outlets, publishers, and some public figures. So I'm pretty sure I am not going to get that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which, it's, is, uh, which is fair. It's, yeah. I'm trying to think. So, so it really feels like a pay to play. It, well, Paola, it is. However you want it to call it, whatever you want to call it. And now, to be fair, the original verification method was a shit show. It was an absolute it was. shit show. And, and I mean, when you it look, felt so arbitrary, and you're like, why? It was, was yeah, right. As far as who and was verified and who at, was like, not. Yeah, when you look, I'm verified, okay? That's already a problem. And I think the only reason I'm verified is because I was with Digital Trends at the time. And I think it's because Digital Trends was verified. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's how it works. Because I was talking to uh, Josh over at Review Geek. And, you know, Review Geek is part of a suite of different sites. How to Geek, Life Savvy, yada, yada, yada. Well, I guess How to Geek and Life Savvy are both verified, but Review Geek for some reason is not, and they have applied and applied and applied, and Review Geek is not. So what Josh was saying was that because Review Geek is not is not verified, nobody that worked for Review Geek could get ver verified as well. Which I mean, like in our business, that that affects your career. Like if you can't prove who you are, you know, if you if you don't get the that that coveted blue check mark, that could seriously hold you back in your career. I don't know that it would be an exclamation point, but it would certainly be a comma. But anyway, um so he was saying that he's kind of all for this because it'll finally get Review Geek verified so his people can get verified. Right. And I'm like, you know, you're doing the right thing for your people, and I respect that. But at the same time, this is stupid. It's very, very dumb. Um, I mean, there was there was every opportunity to just clean up the verification process, to come up with a set of rules that, and like, if necessary, hire a new team of people to fulfill this role because apparently the people that were there had no idea what they were doing, or at least fix that process. There was absolutely no need to flip over the buffet table and just say, fine, everybody gets a thing now, and then say, oh, wait, but now here's we're going to make a new thing that people can still apply for. That doesn't make sense at all. So the way I see it, now the only thing that this does do, the only thing that the gray check mark does is it allows them to hit the reset button on who's actually verified and right. who is not. As a, as a separate thing, sure. So, you know, if there are people that aren't supposed to be verified, I guess you can't take away a blue check mark. 
So, and maybe like, maybe they just, maybe they wanted to take my check mark, but they couldn't think of a way to do it. <laughs> so they decided to give a check mark to everybody so that I am no longer special. And that's fine. So, you know, I, I hadn't think, thought of that until just now, but I think that the, this is a way for Twitter to hit the reset button on who is verified and who is not. So, so this is something else that I've been thinking about too, right? Because, okay, and I, I mean, I guess you could say that as a business model that maybe Facebook in, in its own ways, yeah, is, is, is similar in this respect. But, I mean, Twitter as a business is one of the few businesses out there where, the users are the product mm -hmm. and the customers are actually the advertisers, right? Yeah. And advertisers are notoriously risk averse, right? Um, right. And part of what has happened since Elon has taken over is that a lot of people that, um, for example, that were um, maybe, um, and, I, and I'm not getting into politics when I see this, but just having observed from the outside, mm -hmm. people that had left the, the the platform because they didn't agree with their um, content moderation policies have now come back, and mm. um, and so now I, I have definitely seen uh, what I would call more con controversial content, um, hot takes, if you will. And then, you know, there was a report that the the use of the N word had increased like six hundred percent since mm. he came back. Although he said that. When I say he, Elon says that uh, in general that misinformation and things like that is, is actually down. But if, if with all of this influx of people, new users and users that are coming back, um, and, and their content is, is maybe what, what some people would call controversial, how is this going to affect their bottom line, which is advertising? Right. Very curious, and, think, and, and, and and the real question, does Elon even care? I mean, he definitely well, seems to care because he is making efforts to give to 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 give to make Twitter profitable because he states anyway that it was losing four million dollars a day. Right. So I I am curious to see how those the, this line that they're walking of on one on one side like trying to trying to make it. Um, a platform for uh, freedom of that that supports freedom of speech, right? How they balance that against, uh, you know, actually wanting to make money off of the platform, because yeah. I, I don't think that, and I and I'm not a business analyst, but I don't think that <laughs> just the the selling the eight dollars a month subscription for Twitter Blue is is going to be enough. Right. No, I don't think so either. But what it does is it helps them diversify their sure. revenue stream. So like they're not solely beholden to advertisers. Now they have, you know, some type of recurring revenue coming in. Um, and so, but what did I see? I, th I read somewhere and I didn't get a chance to dig into this too deeply because I was probably editing 50 other at Twitter stories at the same All time. All about Twitter, but, right, exactly. But there was something about how like the Twitter blue plan was going to cost Twitter more money than it would actually gain them because they would actually be losing money because one of the things that Elon promised for the Twitter blue was half the ads or was less ads uh, or something like that. So uh, they said that Sort of the, I think the YouTube I, premium of Twitter. Yeah. I think they suggested that the Twitter blue, I think I think they said they would be losing like 8 
I, I want to say like something I read there's the number six was involved somewhere. I, I don't know if they said they were going to make six dollars off of Twitter blue or if they were going to lose six dollars in advertising for every person that had Twitter blue. So I guess they wouldn't be making as much as they thought, or maybe they were losing $6 per person, even with blue. I don't remember exactly what the details were, but you know, it's, it's just interesting that when you think about it, there's like 400,000 Twitter blue subscribers now, and that's at the, the $3 level, like the three or $5 level. I think the last time I was billed, I was, it was three. Um, so the second I'm billed for eight, I'm, I'm canceling. Um, but, but I think they said there were like 400,000 Twitter blue subscribers. And if all 400,000 of those retained, then it'd be something like $72 million a year or something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, math is hard, but anyway, I I am curious to see if there is a different tier for businesses. Yeah, that would that will be interesting to find out. Um, and I'm also interested to find out like how many because the consensus that I have seen is that the people that have a blue check mark right now do not give a crap about their blue check mark. They will probably, you know, like most of the people that I have seen have said, if you're going to charge for it, I'm just going to give it up because we'll see. And that's the other thing is the other one of the other promises that Elon Musk made about Twitter blue was prioritization in replies and in search, which is I mean, if you look into that, if if people who pay are going to be prioritized and people that don't pay are going to be borderline shadow banned. Right. uh, From from, because, you know, you're going to get people that are replying to tweets and are never going to see those replies because they're going to be pushed down below people that are actually subscribing. So anyway, we could we could spend five shows. I I will say that this. this what you're talking about leads me to, you know, what I was this was like the one negative, actually. What you just mentioned, the, the fact that non-verified, non-Twitter blue content for um, you know, or for content from those Twitter users would be bar- basically buried. Right. And as I'm sure you've seen, there are a ton of people who are talking about going to alternative platforms, of which there aren't yeah. a whole lot for Twitter. And <laughs> so, so just very quickly, the whole the whole well. Mastodon thing, which <laughs> Mastodon well. is 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 kind of similar to twitter but once you actually start looking into it which i did just out of curiosity because it had been a long time since i poked around the the issue is that it is based on hosted servers and so you know part of what i love and i think most people that i know that use twitter regularly love about twitter is is the diverse community right Mm-hmm. Some people use it for news, but I, I, you know, I have my little tech groups, and I, you know, yeah. a little bit pop, but yeah. it's it's almost impossible to just transplant that over because yeah. when you actually sign up for an account, then you're just given a list of servers. You have no idea who has gone where, right, or why. Well, and and, and, the it, thing and is- it just it does it, it it's just it's not for most people something that's really a viable option. Well, okay, yeah, so now there is the ability to see and communicate with people that are on different servers. So, like, it's just like email, you know? Uh, a AOL person can email a Gmail person, you know, that type of thing. But um, from what I've seen, yeah, Mastodon is not ready 
for an influx of Twitter users because, like, I signed up for Mastodon and it said, well, before we let you log in, we need you to verify your account. We've sent you an email and that email arrived 18 hours later. So there's that. And from what I've what I've from what I've seen, like I think I think Mastodon is kind of like Discord, but yeah, but but only if like Discord people could chat with other Discord people, like like in Discord right now, you know, you can you can chat with the people that are in the room that you're the server that you're in, right. and you can DM people like that are on di- in different mm-hmm. servers. So I think it's kind of like that. But I don't think you're getting quite the same kind of public exposure that you would like on a Twitter. I think you're just you're going to be limited to I I don't know. It's Mastodon is not ready. It, it and... did seem to me like you're saying though that I uh, when I was thinking about alternative platforms, that Discord's probably the way to go if if you're going to get rid of your Twitter account, which I'm not you... at least right now. I yeah, I've been on there. So I have so much invested emotionally, right. time wise. Yeah, you know, all that yeah, stuff. It's hard to give up, and Elon's really going to have to do some controversial things in order. And it won't even be necessary. It just I shouldn't say Elon will have to do controversial things. The platform will just have to not work for me anymore. Right. And so. and that's what it, and that's really what it boils down to. And and you know, same here. And I think you kind of touched on this a little bit, but my usage of of Twitter has not changed in the slightest in the last two weeks, right. and I don't anticipate it will change anytime soon um the only thing that will change i think is I'll, I'll go back to not having a blue check mark and i think that's really about the only thing so like you know we can all you know clutch at our pearls and hem and haw and oh my god this is all terrible the sky is falling at the end of the day i think most people are just going to stick with the platform right. dumpster fire that it may be and I think they're just going to deal with it being a dump, a dumpster fire. I honestly think that's kind it's, of where we're going. It's to always, them. in one form or another, been kind of a dumpster fire, though. It has. It ha- well, you know why? Because anytime you say anybody can come in and post, you're gonna get assholes. Exactly. And that's really what. About, and sometimes you're the asshole, but but you're gonna get assholes. Yeah. And 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 then you have a choice. You can either say only the good people can post in which case you have to come up with rules that determine who the good people are or you have to deal with the assholes you just have to let them be assholes and advertisers tend to not like that so that's kind of where we are so like i said for now not much is going to change from a personal day-to-day standpoint i will still make fun of elon musk probably every day because he's so don't make your name to, Elon Musk and you'll be fine. He's going to make rash, impetuous um, decisions without thinking about them first, probably on a daily basis. And I will be there to to laugh at him, yell at him, or at least edit the articles it, that are making fun of him. It is actually really funny, just very quickly, to go and, and look at his social media his his twitter profile right now because he's i don't remember the exact title he's given himself but essentially twitter he's made himself the complaint department yeah yeah and i mean really he is responding to uh complaints from people and it's hilarious he because he'll just say things like on it <laughs> like yeah. I, I just i just picture him in like 
sitting in like a dark office with like with like the microphone slash headphones on, like he's taking yep. calls and he's just like responding to people and sending out emails. He's dealing with seven thousand chats at once. Right, exactly. Um, just... But but yeah, so like like I said, with all the with all the hemming and hawing going on, I don't think it's really gonna change all that much. But we're gonna have to kinda wait and see how things right shake out um but i think that's gonna just about do it for this episode of the podcast did you have any final thoughts that you wanted to share with their uh with with us cliff um i hope my voice gets fixed before twitter does that's true i i, I really hope it's already been two weeks and it feels, i mean my before. voice has been broken as long as twitter has been with musk my goodness yeah i i i'm, I'm looking forward to hearing your your dulcet, the dulcet tones, tones return again, but uh, but yeah. For now, I think we can go ahead and say that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Please consider subscribing to this podcast if you enjoyed it, and if you really enjoyed it, I would love it if you would write, write a review for the show and your podcast listener, or if you're watching this on YouTube, click that subscribe button so you can be notified of new episodes and reviews as they drop. If you want some early access, jump onto Patreon at patreon.com slash benefit of a doubt. I'd like to thank co-producer Cliff for all of his hard work behind the scenes and for not dying all the way. I very much appreciate that. But most of all, and as always, I would like to thank you for listening. Ooh, I'm I'm cracking. <laughs> I'd like to thank you for listening <laughs> and for giving us the benefit of the doubt.